Okay. Bird. Streams live. And. Yo, can we get bird cam? Bird cam. Gone. Okay, so uh, as people filter in whenever people show up, uh, this is the second episode of our podcast, Tekken Talk Tournament. So this is Tekken Talk Tournament 2. Uh, we finally have webcams this time, although Ty is currently out, so he can't be on webcam, but I put a picture of him down there instead. Works just fine. Uh, our topics for today will be going over things like the NYC Tekken Monthly that just happened this past weekend, talk a little bit about EVO Online and how that seems like it's going to go because that might get a bit weird. Uh, we have a move of the week that Eddie suggested and we will be answering some community questions that people had asked on Twitter. So we could probably just get right into it. Uh, Eddie, you made top oh. eight. Again at uh, Again. Tekken, Woo. and there were like four Harong players. You want to talk about that a bit? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I kind of forgot about it already. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I, I I remember a little bit. So, um, well, the event started a little bit late. It started uh later than than usual. Uh, my I don't know if anybody knows Secret, the the Horong player, but uh, he came to the event unvaxxed. Oh. Right. So House found out and the funniest thing happened where House was like, find like a closest C V S possible and get vaccinated. And he did. <laughs> yeah. He, he did. did. He actually got vaccinated. That day. Um yeah, that day. You see you see that that's that's the love of the game right there. Uh I got I got fourth. I had to be I had to be secret, had to be J C uh, I don't I don't remember who else I had to beat, but I lost to I lost to B Rich and uh, I lost to B Rich and, and Bloodhog, so I can't really complain. And like B Rich won it, so like Long Island kind of won it, you know? Like we all won it. Like let's go. Yeah, shout pretty- out to B Rich. Congrats on his dub. I know he was mad happy about that. I didn't get to watch it, but I saw like seven different tweets about it. That double KO. I'm not gonna lie. That was a that was a real heartbreaker for fear of silence. Like, no disrespect to be rich, like I said, but damn, dude, I would be so mad if I was fear of silence after that. I would be so mad. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. You know, I it, you know, I, it's funny too because I I don't know if like I ever like talk to you guys about it. Like, I always question like, yo, like how bad, like how tilting that was that be that like final game, final round in a set. You gotta go into a draw and replay the entire match over. That must be tilting as fuck, bro. Like I find that 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 must have been very, uh, very much of a headache. But um, yeah, I, I really wanted to win this NLBC, but it didn't it, it didn't happen. I, I know t- I know uh, my time is gonna come eventually. Yeah. So I I, I uh, I'm just happy that I enjoyed uh, the opportunity. Uh, I'm not happy that I lost to to Bloodhawk though. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I feel like I didn't play like myself, and we were playing for like the past like week and a half, to the point that like I felt like I kind of had his number, and then all of a sudden like he picked he picked out Heihachi. I'm like fuck, like here we go. Jabs hitting me from like range two and shit, and like fuck, like um. He also told he he told me like he he kind of helped me out a lot. Uh, like at the end of the set, he told me what I was doing wrong. So pretty cool. Uh, the hypest match there. Has to be like Vesper versus Bloodhawk was like the hypest match. Like 
Vesper, Vesper, uh, he did some like level thousand read where he fucking uh, he punch parried uh, Leo's rage drive. Oh yeah, I saw. Like that. in range two, bro. Like literally, like range two at the wall. He had the balls to be like. Literally everyone tries to do that. It's just a it's matter so of hard, bro. Because if you don't, then you die. It's You're so hard. I, I think you hear me in the back, right? Like I hear you hear me in the back. I was watching the set, and when I saw that, I I gave out like a shriek, like I screamed mad hard. And I think that was like the hypest match for sure. What you think um, about Strides matches? Dude, Strides good. That's I mean, we another, knew that. We knew that, that for a while. Um. He got third, I feel right? like, uh, no, he got fifth. No, okay. right? Yeah, because I eliminated. Okay. It. I, he got he got fifth place. He got fifth place. Who was that? Um, uh, Bloodhawk. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, bro, stride, bro. I I feel like personally, he's he's probably one of the like the only hopes Long Island has because <laughs> all all our younger all our younger. Oh, no. All, all our like he's the youngest one in the community. Like I don't see nobody else getting like younger than him playing Tekken. And well, nobody's getting younger than him. It's not how it works. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but you could always like invite other people and like get no them newcomers. Like, no yeah, yeah, no more newcomers. Tekken, bro, this is an old man game. So yeah, but like unfortunately, like look, like Alex is is out of his way. Like eventually, me and Beerus are gonna have to go back to school. Like we're not gonna be part of like. We're not gonna be able to focus on this too much, you know. Like, there's gonna be a lot of like real life situation, like things that are just gonna happen. We're gonna have to stop playing the game. And you say that, but you see like older players still casually playing, and the fact that they've built up so much knowledge of the game and yeah. natural fundamentals and stuff. Like, look at somebody like Bronson or anybody in like NorCal who's like old as hell and still plays, and they just you know got good yeah. at the game over time. I also want to say, like, I don't mean it, like, as of now. Like, I'm talking about, like, later on right. and, like, like in the future. Like, maybe, like, in the next game or two. Like, you know, like, I feel like Stride is, like, going to be the only one playing out of all of us. Um, Hi. Dude. Oh, uh, yeah, but Ty's not really Long Island. Oh, you know, yeah, you know, Island, you know yeah. uh, Lamar, uh, Lord Savior, he came up to me. He was like, oh, man, I, I don't know, man. It was It was laughable last year, but... It seems like Long Island has taken over, huh? And and, and he was talking to me. He was like, I was like, yeah, like we got all these players and everything. And then I think he was talking to like Dancer passed by and was like, you know, Long Island has Eddie, Stride, Beerich, and Ty. And I just stood quiet. Oh, I was like, yeah, bro. bro. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, they're, they're, they're getting, they're getting, it's hey, getting I'm, serious now. I'm counting on you to, to not. Nah, I stood quiet, bro. I stood, I, I stood like, quiet. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you're, you're the reason that this happens to me. I get called Long Island. No, 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 no. It's not bro. me. It's not me. It's MTS. It was MTS that, that did that. It was, it was 100. the fact that we hang out at every tournament. <laughs> yeah, that is true, too. And like me, me, you, and Stride, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he must be Long Island." And I'm like, "No, bro." Like the worst part is uh, at like NAC or Winter Brawl, like they literally went around and asked everyone in top eight, like, "Hey, where are you from? Like, give me some information." How yeah. Long, et cetera, et cetera. And they just didn't bother to use it. They took my info down and still called. They long all Island. called him Long Island, bro. For real, it was hilarious. It was like the funniest thing ever, bro. Shardell popping off Long Island time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Shardell still thinks that you're from Long Island, bro. The young kid from Long Island, like, yeah. okay. I mean, we're gonna, we're, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make him move out here. I mean, he he really lives in the middle of nowhere, so he should be used to this. Ty, have you it's played online that. recently? 
Uh, no, I have not. I mean, the last I I played was probably about a month ago. Gotcha. Uh, I'm hoping I was gonna try to go to my local on Thursday, but now that I'm in Atlantic City, I might not get back in time to go. I'm not sure. Maybe I can go this week. Maybe not. Although I'm definitely gonna make a big effort to go to next level next month, cause I'm trying to get I'm trying to get another one under my belt. Yeah, the, the I think the next one is uh at the like it's like the week before NLBC. Yeah. Uh, not uh, not the week summer before NLBC. Yeah, summer jam. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. if that was gonna be before. Um, yeah. I mean, usually all the New York City Tekken events are like the week before an event, right. so it's pretty dope. Uh, also, Long Island's also having like an event that that weekend as well. So yeah, I'm definitely yeah. gonna try my best to get out there, try to bring it home for PA. You know how I do. Not Long Island, but last time I went to Next Level, um, I'm not. I'm not actually sure which which one was the last time I went. I won the one of them, and then I I went. And I didn't really do as high. The last one. The last one that you went to was the the February one, where it was me, you, Justin. Oh. Uh, okay. It was yeah, February so. because because uh, January I wasn't there. I was Frosty Falstings. What I yeah, and that's the one I won. And then next month yeah. I got like fifth, I think, or like fourth or something. I think you got like I think you got seventh because you lost to you lost to uh I remember no, for I, top I eight. I won a match in top eight though, didn't I? Nah, you lo you lost to Fred. I remember you lost to Fred, and you were upset about that one. And then you uh you 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 uh lost to Justin, and you were like, oh. I remember we were walking toward we were oh, walking to the yeah. deli, and you were like, I can't believe, yeah. And you told me you 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 were like, oh, I can't I can't believe I went 0 and 2 in top eight, and like you had like this whole like talk about how you were gonna quit the game and shit, and you know That's me being there, me, yeah, me being there, I'm like, yeah, bro, like. You know, eventually we're gonna get one in our belts. Look, shit. It's fine, bro. We, we 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 didn't do how we hoped, but it's okay. We walked across the street, got a chopped cheese, came back. It was all fine. All was right with the universe. Yeah, like we ate the chopped cheese and we were just talking shit in um at at NLBC afterwards. We were just laughing. That's, shit. that's the shit I miss, bro. Yeah. That's the shit I miss. I've been talking a lot of shit at NLBC. Like I think everybody's <laughs> getting tired of me. Like I'm rock paper scissors champion, right? Uh. Well, I'm taking I'm taking over Fred's spot and like the biggest shit talker at this point because I, I was making, that. bro. Uh, so I don't know if y'all know like Vesper and Bloodhawk. Uh, Vesper went into Bloodhawk's like Twitch chat. It was a while ago, and he called him like the white man. Like it was like the white man. Like literally like the white man. So they had to play in tournament. And I didn't realize that to like I think it was like the second game. So I got hyped. I was like, oh shit, yo Vesper, you remember when you called Bloodhawk the white man? <laughs> and Bloodhawk, like he looks at me afterwards. He's like, "Can you not?" And he lost to uh, he lost to um, and Vesper, Vesper lost to fucking, him. I remember uh, Joey was playing against fucking GM at that one next level, and I remember watching that set, and I just hear fucking Bloodhawk as Joey's beating up on GM. I just hear, "Let's go, white people!" <laughs> and I'm like, Yo. Um, when I when. When when Vesper lost, bro, when I saw him lose, I was like, damn, the white man wins again. That shit was funny as hell. Fucked up, man. Um, have you guys seen the memes? Have you guys seen the Bloodhawk memes lately, bro? No. Yes. Uh, the ones, uh, so, everybody, every white man that they have seen, uh, yo, GG's yesterday, uh, oh, GG's amazing. Every, every white male persona from, like, the early 2010s, late 2000s, we see a video from Vine or something like that. It's instantly Steve, bro. Instantly Bloodhawk, bro. 
Bloodhook is allowed to the barbecue. He's a rapper now. Like it's it's lit, bro. It's lit. It's, it's pretty funny. In a while. But yeah. I can't remember if he was at uh, Evo 2019, but obviously since that was my last like big offline tournament, uh, it's been a while since I've seen most people. I remember at I think it was Evo 2018. I ran into him uh, on like the casino floor, walking back after top eight. He was like, "If you could name uh, one thing that uh, they could buff about your character, what would it be?" And I was like, "I already know they're not going to buff the movement, so I, I don't know what to ask for." But it's always nice to talk to Steve. I talked to him about yeah. the yeah, commentary once at uh, one of the combo breakers I went to, and like I don't know, had different like feelings about that stuff to discuss. But it's always nice to talk to him because like I feel like he's got a pretty good insight into like the community and like how things are run and whatnot. Yeah, alongside like, like being a really good player, obviously. With bro, Steve smoking mad weed out here, bro. It reeks in Atlantic City, bro. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, with Steve, bro, it's like he can teach you like a lot. Like you, you won't see something with your own eyes, but he'll see it and he'll tell you like instantly. He'll be like, "Hey, listen, like you did this instead of doing that. Like stop right. trying to move so much. Things like that." So it, it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. It, it's nice to have somebody like Steve in your community. You know, like I feel like everybody has like a top player that would be willing to help and unfortunately our top player doesn't really help out but i'm glad we have a, a, another top player named Bloodhawk. you know like i think Bloodhawk is like not only is he the best player in our region like region wise he's also like the best teacher you know like he, he teaches he teaches like the entire community which is crazy right dude knows a lot about tekken yeah he's a good teacher too he knows he knows how to relay information he, he's still to this day gave me the best Tekken advice of my life and what to switch, to, to, to switch from uh I, I forgot what it was but you guys were talking about it like a year ago nah I can't I can't give away the secrets bro I can't give away the secrets just know Bloodhawk gave me the best Tekken talk ever and it was about four seconds long <laughs> oh stop so. stop thinking about it or some shit no Probably. it was basically Bloodhawk told me uh, he, he helped me simplify the game. Uh, I was overthinking the game. He said that uh, back on TZ, uh, Jimmy's old signature for all his messages on the forum. Oh, yeah, okay, like, I know, yeah, I know. Remember. It's like, yeah. you know, um, like step one, move around. Step two, throw shit yeah, out. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Three, question marks. And then it's like step three is saved for when I need it. And it's like just hearing that, like, I, I don't know. It, it really, like, it just clicked with me. It really yeah. did. I, I got it. Like I, I genuinely understood it after that. Like I, I'm, I'm thankful, bro, to this day. I, I think. I, I think. Uh, I think we have talked about it before, Ty. Yeah, we have. Where, I where it was like, yeah, because I remember. I, I remember that. Uh, that was like one of the, like the the things that like fueled it all together. Yeah, just don't yeah, get hit. Yeah, don't get hit. I mean, Yo, but you can't say that nowadays because people get upset. Like you, you literally can't say "don't I mean, get hit" because people are like, hey, "Why can't I get hit?" Like, he's like, bro. It's up to how ready. people interpret advice. And yeah, a lot of the time, giving really simple advice like that, uh, the people who already like have a, a pretty good grasp on how the game works will understand like what you mean. But then, if yeah, you because tell, I mean, if, if you can't, if you can't create your own solutions, and you're never gonna, you're never gonna understand how to play the game at a higher level if you can't. Right get advice like that and understand how to apply it to your game 
Like you, you, you think about it and someone says, oh, how do I play against this character? Don't get hit. And it's like, wow, nice advice, dude. And then it's like, you, you actually think about it and you, you, you realize, wow, it's actually really simple to not get hit. <laughs> I mean, All I have to do is, you know, block. I remember not, not play around the character's bullshit and I'll be fine. I remember one day Speedkicks was streaming and somebody asked him how to fight against Raven and he was just like, honestly, just try to hit the character before she hits you. And I was like, if there's a top player giving you advice like that or like telling people just don't get hit, then you're probably trying to think too far into things or look for like deeper answers when you don't need to. It's also because people people will ask a super asinine question and then expect someone to write them like seven paragraphs in response yeah. as to what they should do and it's like no <laughs> don't get so it. so fran just said something that just brought back like the instant memory. like i remember uh when i went to frosty falls things uh this was when i, I started realizing like they just came out i'm realizing like wow this game is low-key kind of fucked up like there's some bullshit in this game and i remember i was talking to adam and i don't know if uh, a lot of people don't really know adam but he used to be a Horong player from Chicago. Uh, I don't. He doesn't play anymore. He plays Guilty Gear. And uh, I remember I lost my first match against this Casio player from Texas at Frosty's, and it was uh, him and Swag were watching my matches. And um, he, he he like I lost, and I looked upset, and he was like, "Oh my God, do you ever just look at the screen? Like, why do you keep pressing buttons?" I, that shit put that shit is put in my head till this day, bro. That shit is like hilarious as fuck, and like that's also something that like I realized I was like, wow, I'm really not paying attention to what's happening in the screen because I I didn't know when turns were over and shit like that. Like I couldn't see it, but now I mean, since I, it's partially from not knowing when like turns are over based on like you know matchup experience and whatnot, but also just like a lot of the time people aren't looking at the screen in terms of like thinking about what's actually happening, and yeah. like obviously that comes from having the matchup experience, but also just like seeing what the hell somebody is doing and then knowing not to just mindlessly hit a button based on what your brain tells you to do rather than what your eyes should be telling you to do but yeah i, yeah, I especially i see jj hold on wait hold on wait hold on i see jj breeze talking a lot of shit in there for someone who uh afterburn made cry bro so you should, i would just stay quiet for a little bit bro Jeez. please but no um getting back to bloodhawk giving advice um a lot of the time with those older players they've already realized that like it's probably not going to be a good use of time if they're giving, like, those big detailed answers if people aren't really able to uh, internalize them, I suppose. Because, like, obviously how people, like, take advice is going to be different depending on the player. But, like, somebody like Steve, I'm sure he's got to the point where he realizes that some of the best advice that he can give is just fairly, like, straightforward stuff like that. That's just, yeah. like, and it's going to be hard for that to go over somebody's head, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like, and that's also that's also the also the issue with the uh, newcomers is that they don't take that as advice, you know. They take that as uh, they take that as mostly uh, offense, you know. Like they'll take that as, hey, look, like I I didn't like that, or what can I do? Like they want to be uh, directed instead of uh, no, they want to be like they want to be handheld you know like they want them to Affirm. hold it. yeah instead of being directed to the right to the right way yeah i i remember combo breaker 2018 um i was playing casuals with the lead player svl from i'm pretty sure she's from oh, vegas oh, yeah. and uh yeah. i've mentioned a couple times uh that she's one of the most like receptive players i've ever like played against in casuals 
Because, for instance, if she was getting hit by something from bears that she didn't know about, then she would either ask about how to beat something, or, like, I would just mention something that I see constantly, like, happening. And then she would actually take that advice and change her approach to how we were playing, compared to just people who, at the same tournament, I think it was the same event, I can't remember, I think it was Comic Breaker 2019, actually, uh... At the same event, I remember I was playing against some Eliza in casuals, and they kept on doing Eliza's EX dive kick, which at the time was still minus either 12 or 13 on block. I think 13, because AK could punish it too. But Bears had a really consistent punish for it, and this guy just kept on doing the EX dive kick on block. And probably wasn't until the fifth or sixth time that he asked if I was, like, actually punishing it, or if I was just, you know, like, taking a turn correctly or something. But I was like, yeah, I... He could have asked, like, a while back, but a lot of the time people might be too scared to ask about stuff, or, like, they might that's, feel that's hella understandable too. stubborn, stuff like that. But, I mean, yeah, yeah when, when somebody can actually take advice and directly start to apply it like that, or even if it takes them long, or longer than somebody else to apply some sort of advice, as long as they are cognizant of it, then that's always better than feeling like you're giving somebody too much info that they might not even like stick with yeah uh i i feel you on that uh being too nervous to 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 talk about it because like there was a situation when i first started you know like i would see all these top players and i i was too afraid to ask for questions i would usually only ask when like i would play them in bracket or something like that you know like all right now that the initial conversation could be started like how can i do this this that and the third like I was always like a nervous person to talk to, you know. And yeah. now, now that like I see it from the other foot, you know, like there's there's some players that like they they they'll come up to me and like they'll ask me for for advice or whatever. And like I try to give it to them like as much as I could, like the best way possible, because I I don't really know how to give out advice. Like I just play the fucking game, bro. Like yeah. literally, like I just play the fucking game. The thing about advice and about oversimplified advice, you know, especially is. When you give someone advice and they're really looking for it, most of the time they're just gonna hyper focus on what it is that you said and try super hard to force it in a match. If I tell someone playing against Brian, you know, uh, how, how do I deal with hatchet kick? Oh, you can sidewalk left. Okay, they're gonna spend the entirety of their next three matches just sidewalking left, I trying to it. make a hatchet kick avoid. And, and they'll only trying, get trying it. Make it with. They'll only get it one out of the 17, 18 times that that they get hit you know like they'll they'll sidewalk it one time out of 19 or one time out of 20 and at that point i could could give you the solution straight up and i could tell you what to do but you know that's that's not going to help you it's just going to give you one thing in your mind that you're focusing on because you still don't know how to play against the character overall or you still don't know how to move around the character that's why when people ask for advice you know specifically with matchups and someone just tells them how to move around the character i feel like it's so useless because if they're asking for advice about matchups you know in that regard and how to move you know chances are they're not they're not super confident in their movement against that character you you telling them basic moves to move around is not going to help you know instead i can give you a you know a a simple idea of, of how to play that matchup you know i could say don't get hit or i I could, you know, say, don't get caught by blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, you have to fill in the blanks yourself. You have to actually learn how to play against the character yourself instead of be just spoon-feeding you information that you're not really going to understand how to apply into your game plan. It's, it's better if you learn it yourself. 
and, and you know, you, uh, sorry, Ty. Player overall. No, you're good. You're My good. bad. Uh, but like we, we again, we had this conversation before with Brian, where it was literally like the main, the main advice that we gave somebody was don't get counter hit. It's literally do not get counter hit because he has so many counter hit tools that if you get counter hit, you lose a ton of life. You know, like situations yeah. like that. So then you start to think, okay, how am I gonna get? How am I not gonna get counter hit? Yeah. While Brian, he has really good keep out and, you know, moves like three plus four. Oh, I'm, I'm getting counter hit coming in against three plus four. I'm going to dash in, sidestep right, move around it. You know, I'm getting counter hit by down four, two, three. I'm not going to play the down four, two. I'm just going to block, let it, you know, chill. Maybe every now and then I'll check him with like a magic four or, you know, some jabs, make sure he's not doing anything super fake after his DF2. Like, just stuff like that. And then, you know, I could I could give you this whole eight-paragraph essay, sidestep right against down 4-2, sidewalk left against hatchet, uh, don't tech roll at the wall. But it's so much more impactful for you as a player if you kind of understand how to formulate a game plan against a character. And you're not going to learn how to formulate a game plan against a character if you just get information spoon-fed to you constantly. I feel like the game, is, my opinion. The, game, the game is so much better when you're learning on your own like from the advice that people give you then from when you're being spoon fed the information you know yeah because yeah. it's like okay now i'm gonna focus on this situation why can't i go explore what my options could be you know exactly it inspires you know it inspires you to to think about your character in a, in a more you know dynamic way to think about matchups in a more dynamic way think about how your character can you know beat certain options think about how you as a player can beat certain options you know think about just the game in a you know in a in a you know better light as a whole you know you're 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 being more creative with your options you're thinking more you know you're, you apply that into a match and you know it's 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 a lot it's a lot more scary to deal with someone that's that knows their options knows how to apply them than someone that just knows that you're supposed to you know do blah 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 against character every now and then you know to to avoid a certain move or whatever um and that's not to say that that information isn't helpful because you know obviously it is but it's important to realize, you know, all information like that can be processed in different ways. You know, everyone learns in different ways. Some people learn better just knowing the, the frames and knowing the situations, knowing where they can step, knowing exactly where they can interrupt, knowing that. Whereas some players, you know, they just like to figure it out as they go, figure out their options, you know, in a more specific way, character driven. You know, I mean, it's 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 player to player. But for me, that's that's how I learned. I just, you know, I took it, you know, one day at a time, learning how to play against characters, asking for advice. And the the most important advice I ever got was always the simple stuff. It was never someone telling me some hyper specific option to do in this hyper specific situation. It was always the general information because that made me truly think about the game. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It makes you think about the game. Whereas when you get spoon fed that information, you know, you're not thinking about the game. You're just like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that in the next match. You're not thinking about the game in a deeper way. You're not exploring your character and the other character. You know, you're just getting simple answers to simple questions. And, you know, those those answers might seem like they're, you know, more loaded with info. But in reality, they don't make you think. They don't make you challenge, you know, the game. And they don't make you challenge what you know. They don't make you push to be better. You know, it's just kind of learn it and move on. Yeah and, yeah, and again, again, that's what makes Tekken so fun is that you can express you can express your options, express how you play, based on what type of character that you play, and by exposing like uh, finding options that your character could do against certain matchups. You know, you know, I and, realized. Sorry, I had to go on. No, no, no. Go ahead. You go. You go. I was gonna say this is literally just the Tekken or fighting games in general equivalent of 
the difference between a multiple choice test and like a long essay that you have to answer as the test. Yeah. Like it's easy enough to just figure out like uh, memorizing an answer that's going to be this coincides with that for a multiple choice uh, question on a test and that's just like what do I do in this one specific situation to beat like this option versus how to how do I piece together the entire essay of what to do to win and like yeah. it's putting it, together those multiple exactly. choice answers alongside being able to write the entire essay that makes you a better Tekken player you know, I never really thought about it like that. That that was actually a sick analogy because yeah, it's kind of it's it's facts. Yeah, it's 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 facts. It's it's just facts because when you're doing a multiple choice question, you'd be like, all right, which one sounds the most nonsense and which one sounds right, and mm-hmm. you can just go on between those last three. I mean, in yeah. second seven, there's still a lot of situations yeah. where the nonsense might work. I mean, you saw Fakamram like dashing over lows. Down forward, down. I heard his down forward one making you guess like between six ways or some shit. Stupid. Yeah, yeah but that's that's that character. It's yeah, an instance of where the nonsense sometimes works. But you know, I um on the on the train ride to NOBC, I was thinking like, have you realized that all these like these new Tekken Seven characters forces a mix up on you? Like all the new ca- Tekken Seven characters that just got developed for Tekken Seven just came out. You know, like Bakuram, Leroy, Lydia. Is there one more? Uh, Eliza, Kunimitsu, Ganryu. Are we talking? No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about like, the character, the characters that came out like new season characters? three. The new characters that uh, just came. It was just Fakumram, uh, Leroy, and Lydia. And I'm not like gonna count Kunimitsu because I'm not gonna count Kunimitsu because uh, like Kunimitsu has like a little bit of what she had in Tag Two, but she also has right. some bullshit. Game. I just thought you were naming but, like new characters in DLC. All these characters force a mix-up, like you know, like it's like they want the game to be like Street Fighter. Guess, guess between the overhead, which would be the mid, or guess between the lows, you know, and the highs. Tekken right? Seven Kunimitsu is probably the worst mistake Namco has. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, have you tried to dash block that 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 like kunai that she has, bro? Online, bro, that is so bad. Like it's literally I, I toxic. I don't know why they thought it was a good idea to give a character a minus twelve full screen, literally 11. full screen button that gives Oki on hit eleven because otherwise Paris would have a better punish. There's literally bro. not a single thing you could do about it. If it whips, there is literally not a single thing you can do about it. The only way to stop it is by blocking it and even if you block it half the time your punish is gonna whip because she's doing it from max range and you can't contest her at max range because she can just kunai you or do set two safe make counter hit launcher that hits from range three like this character should have never been added to the game genuinely even like genuinely even worse than fakumram and i would rather have both of them than her uh, I don't know, like, the more I play Leroy and I realize, like, Leroy is kind of, like, stupid, but it, it, nothing mean, will ever, that. nothing will ever top how dumb Fakum Ram is in this game. It's not, it's never gonna, like, top it, bro, because... He, he's, he's, he's just very badly designed, very badly designed. Yeah, it's, it's horribly designed, bro. It, it feels like it was rushed, you know? And, and people are talking about, uh... A, we're getting a new game soon. This that I don't Not see a new soon. game. No, I don't see a new game coming out for like the next two soon, or three years, yeah. bro. Like I don't, I don't see it coming out in like the next two or three years. Like they're still in lockdown and they haven't even fixed the issues that Tekken Seven has. Like weren't they supposed to like do like the 
the animation changes to like the new moves that they got season three. Eddie, they're not gonna fix anything with this game at this point. Other than they, like, we're I'm saying, to, I'm saying the season four to fix the bug where your one plus twos are randomly one or two inputs. Weren't they supposed to fix the bug where your full crouch moves don't become full crouch moves when you duck under strings? Weren't they supposed to fix the bug online? You can't do sway moves on P two if you're yeah. sidewalking. Oh yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot about that. Uh, jab crushes my jab for some reason. I like, forgot about that full crouch down for two over jabs bullshit. That shit is stupid as fuck. Weren't so. they supposed to fix the uh, bug where people could just get these like crazy uh, saves coming win streaks online that even low high called out? But yeah, I realize we I are looking that. into this. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. You know, Fairboys got joined Evo. Yeah, that like, was actually going to be our next topic. Whenever we wanted to get to it, is talking about Evo online and. How oh yeah, that's gonna go. Uh, I, my bad. We got we got deep in there. It's you know, fine. that's that's I, the point of the I podcast. Even, I mean, just one more thing, I guess, about that topic yeah. before we move on is, like you said, Alex. I like the analogy that you made because I I kind of view it in the same way. Because if you're asked a question and you have to decipher, you know, you have to, or I'm sorry, if you ask a question and someone gives you you know four multiple choice answers they pick from those answers what is going to be more beneficial for you like an open-ended question or a multiple choice question where you have to think of the answer yourself and write and write it in your own words in your own way you know what i'm saying yeah what what, what is going to help you learn the topic more and understand it when you actually have to think about it as opposed to just picking a canned option that's already there for you yeah yeah it is the it's also the second version of the uh if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man My a fish, God. he'll eat for a okay, lifetime. It's Landon. the same shit. It's the same it's, thing. Landon repeats that nonstop, It's bro. the same thing. Like, learning uh, not only how to beat something, but how to learn further for yourself in Tekken is very important. Like, there, yeah. that's a thing that a lot of newer players don't really think about enough is the fact that they not only need to learn their proper answers for situations and their proper tools to use in neutral but also learn how to create answers for things themselves rather than relying on other people to answer things but yeah i mean that's we could pretty much wrap it up there with that but yeah, yeah it's it's important to have people like steve as we were talking about that can help people get to that path for themselves yeah, yeah and, and you know it's the same thing as like people on twitter you know like, oh, how do I beat Brian? How do I beat Marduk? And it's like, do you, if you want a real answer, ask me a real question. Don't ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not yeah. a real question. You're not going to get a real answer. There's nothing I could say that would satisfy you with a question like that. Just think of something <laughs> better to ask. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say like, back to about this topic. Like, the, literally the last thing I was gonna say is like something that uh, Spirogen told me last time we played was that uh. You gotta use all your moves, you know? Like, no matter what. Like, all the moves are there for a reason. Use them. Like, your opponent's not gonna expect you to do a fucking snake edge out of nowhere, you know? Like, your opponent... Like, the more that you keep your opponent guessing with your character, the better the better you'll be playing. You know what I'm saying? More yeah, maybe you if you're playing a T7 character and all your moves are good, but almost every other legacy character move list is just filled hey. with useless bloat. Yeah, Listen, if you don't know about bear flail kicks... Go and, and look at that, and then try to tell Barrel, me that every move is useful. Barrel uses every move. Nah. Uh, Barrel uses every move. Like, you also got you, you got advice from an Eddie player, and like probably about 
20% of the, like, competitive community could probably say that they are, like, comfortable enough to recognize, like, everything from that character. Maybe less. I can't. Shit, I get hit by shit that I, I, I don't even yeah, know. Exactly. Like, I, like, no disrespect to any players, but, I mean, there's a lot of people who don't know what's going on in that matchup, and so advice got to be a bit easier for Eddie. you could have been playing the game for Eddie. 20 years, and Eddie could just randomly pull out a string you've never seen in your life yeah. before, and they would just be like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. But yeah. still, in, in terms of characters that, that you're talking about with that advice, it helps if you have somebody like a Claudio or Fakamram where every one of their moves is going to be very useful. Yeah, but, um... Getting getting into Evo Online, I honestly don't even have much to say about Evo Online. I'm <laughs> I'm signed up for it. I'm gonna play in it, but I really I don't know, man. It's just another online tournament. It's gonna be the same thing every time. We already know what the top eight's gonna be. We already know what's gonna happen. Like yeah, every, I personally, every online tournament is pretty much exactly the same. I, I personally don't like online tournaments for a reason. Nobody does. And that, that's that's probably one of the reasons why. It's because it's always the same thing over and over again. And some players are like some players that like live near me, like their connections are worse. Imagine doing this shit like world like like nationwide, you know? Like yeah, I know there's I mean, tournaments. It's, it's, there's no, some tournaments. In... Sorry, no, sorry. Yeah, no, you're good, you're good. Uh like there's some tournaments that, that are allowing still like, yo, like the Dominican Republic players play and like all that shit and it's like Damn, bro! Like the connection ends up going to a three bar sometimes. Are we really gonna be playing an online like, like an online event with three bars? Like I don't know. I, we... I really don't like that coast to coast online tournaments have become the new standard, and it's pretty yeah. much your only option at this point. Because I really did like back in the day when there were options. Like there were there were East Coast tournaments. There were tournaments where not the entire continental USA was allowed to enter. You know. Okay. And, mm-hmm. I got to give out a shout out because it's happening literally right now. East Coast Throwdown. It was only for yeah, the Northeast. Only yeah. PC. Shout out to Hells for hosting it too. Yeah, East Coast Throwdown. Same with NYC Tekken because, you know, there's actually people out there that care and, and want to run an event where the connections are at least somewhat playable because a four bar is usually not like actually a competitive setting to play in at all. And then you combine that with all the bugs that T7 has, like the random stutters. Which are not even tied to connection at all. It's literally just a bug that's in the game. It's been in the game since season four. It was never there before. But now, you know, you play in an online tournament and every now and then your game just has a chance to stutter twice in a row. Uh, and sometimes it'll happen to you when you're trying to break a throw. Shout out to Rick the Ruler. Uh, GG's. But it's it's just, it. online is not a real competitive setting. I hate that I have to take it seriously. Um, you know, I... I sometimes enjoy playing in these online events i usually have a decent time in icfc and bud light all the other ones i i usually i usually can't even be bothered to finish them half the time and it's like if it's not for the time if it's not for the connections it's the time you get sent to losers early in an online bracket have fun waiting seven hours for your next match literally i remember i entered um the roman jelly coliseum and no disrespect to roman jelly i love roman jelly he's a nice ass dude but the you know i went into losers and me and fee had to play and we had to wait like an hour and 20 minutes to play our match and it's like at that point like i'm sitting at my desk for an hour and 20 minutes you know doing fuck all i'm iced i'm not even in the competitive mindset anymore i'm not ready to just get into a match and start playing you know and then it's like oh well you're out okay i, I mean i guess i waited point, an hour for literally nothing 
at that point, just fucking like go to bed at that point, bro. Like it's that's what I'm saying. It's like, and that's that's why if I if I get sent to losers early in some of these online brackets, I will genuinely just DQ, bro, because I don't want to wait for six hours. Yeah. To play. And and I, then, I know that sounds bitch made, and it probably is, but dude, I'm not going. Through I'm it, not bro. waiting. I'm not sitting yeah. there for three hours. Doesn't in for the people know, who. Losers. The people who are still in it by the end or, like, you know, grand finals aren't getting done until, like, 2 or 3 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah, East Coast time. I just don't have the patience for it. You know, I don't. And and that's the thing, like, and, and, you know, another example, like, I'm playing against, um, you know, Junior in Bud Light and, like, I need to win for my qualifying match to get into the finals. And, like, you know, I go up, we're 1-1, you know, it's the final game, you know, I need this to qualify, I'm feeling good. I'm in the first round. I've got like literally an 80% life lead from all pokes, you know, and it's like, oh, DC, back to the main menu. And then we have to restart the first round and I lose. And it's like, okay. That I shit just shit like that, like little stuff, little stuff like that. It just completely kills everything. You know, it mm-hmm. kills your competitive mood. It kills the, you know, whole vibe of the tournament. And it's just like, stuff like that is just stuff that does not exist online unless you're PS4 blue screens. <laughs> Dude, I remember the first, like, larger major event I went to, like, after Strong Style 2018, then my first, like, major event for fighting games in general was Final Round 2018. First match of Grand Finals was JDCR versus Nice starting on, can't remember, like, what stage, didn't really matter. PS4 blue screened, or, like, uh, it it went back to the dashboard because the game crashed. And I was like, wow, that's a really ironic and funny way to start the final set of a tournament. But that's, I like, would, yeah, about I mean, it. That you're gonna, either that or, like, monitor problems, stuff that you're going to run into offline. Or just, I don't know, a tournament being run poorly. But at this point, there's people that you can trust not to do that. Whereas in yeah, an online I mean, tournament like this, not only do you have to worry about connections, but, like... For instance, uh, we talked a bit about how the, like, known macro user and cheater Farabors in Europe... Uh, try to sign up for Tekken 7 EU for EVO Online, which I noticed that he got uh, disqualified already because, you know, they noticed the people talking about it on Twitter and pulled him out of the bracket. That's one person that it's been very public and, and known that this person cheats, and who's to tell, like, who else is going to do this in here? I'm looking at uh, North America, and it has 616 attendees, out of 616 people, do you trust every one of them not to do something similar and just not get caught out? As I mean, it's, about it's it? literally so easy to cheat. You literally yeah. just download a trainer and Ooh. you're there. The different thing is, there's there's no, I mean, there's no like regulation here, and half these tournaments are a complete fucking mess the way they're run. You can't, you can't try like. For example, remember fucking Donnell lied about his match <laughs> against yeah. uh, against um, Trizzy. And he advanced in the tournament because no one bothered to actually, like, you know, like, fucking triple check it. And they just let Donnell advance, even though he fucking lied his ass off to the TOs. And he's still allowed to enter the tournaments. He's still allowed. This is what the FGC has turned into, like, in the past pandemic, you know, since the 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 past past year and a half. In the the past year and a half. uh, In the past year and a half. Uh yeah, it's uh, it hasn't it has turned into this. It, it sucks too because like, it all started with that uh, that that one player that was called I think his name was like Solo Slime or some shit like that. 
But like oh, he was yeah, calling out, yeah. he was calling out Shadow and shit. And it's like, damn, bro, like, like that's literally how we all find out about these fucking like hacks and cheats. Well, that's how I found out. Like, yeah, I know you, you guys... have uh, you have allocution just openly talking about cheats, and then everyone's like, I think oh, that's me, what maybe open... I should go check that out. I think that's what opened up the the can of worms too, because he was he was a player that like everybody knew competed, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, I'm cheating, you know, like hmm. opened up the whole door for. I think that that was such a it was a funny timeline in life. That but was it's fucking such hilarious. A bad, it was also yeah, it was also like the time. beginning of the end. Yeah, and then like and, you know, it's it's the same thing. These tournaments, you know, I'm sure Evo is gonna have pretty strict you know toing hopefully but it's like still there's there's so little you know you could do you could have a suspicion you know that someone is cheating you know you could have a suspicion that someone is is you know using some like toggle auto low parry for example but unless you know you can really like take the time out of the tournament to pretty much file a complete dispute get a video clip send it have the person review it i mean that's like 20 30 minutes that you know you're spending trying to fix that issue and who knows if the TOs are even going to give you the fucking time of day because, They're like I said, in ICFC, Donnell just blatantly got away with cheating and is still allowed to enter ICFC, bum-ass. I think, I think the the issue uh, – oh, no, not the issue. Uh, I was going to say something. I just forgot. I just remembered again. But, uh, at, Ty, you remember uh, there was a, a Northeast uh, tournament, offic- uh, tournament, tournament organizer uh, that asked allocution for the – for the coding for uh, a northeast the, tournament organizer that had that asked uh allocution he banned him from his tournaments and asked allocution for the coding for the for the trainer hmm. and he got it uh, I mean, wait you don't want to you don't want to name name can i get another hint <laughs> uh just say it in in ties no, 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 bro, bro. Keep that it, tournament, keep it the off tournament the that, no, 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 no. Right, the tournament that broke us up, bro. Oh, there we go. 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 Yeah, that's that was that was the funny that was a funny timeline too. The thing is with that how is not who I was thinking when you said Northeast TO, bro, that was the last person in my fucking mind. <laughs> I don't know why. The thing is with as big of a tournament as Evo Online, you're right that they're not going to take that much time. And like, obviously, Evo is still known for its prestige as like the largest tournament in the world, despite the fact that stuff happened last year that really ruined its not ruined but soiled the credibility. But it's still Evo, and there's still going to be people wanting to, like, win so they could then go to the Evo showcase that's in November in Vegas still Mm -hmm. in this, like, fancy new venue. So, like, there's still stuff on the line, and you – I was just looking at it just now. There's still players signed up that you're going to recognize, like Joey, Ben Chang. They've got Sonic Fox in there again because they're playing again. It's probably going to be the same topic yeah. as, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to be ICFC Deluxe. That's yeah, because they've also got people like Anakin, that. and then Sonic Fox also brings in a lot more people that wouldn't typically watch Tekken, but they're probably going to watch them. Um, it's just going to have a few different names that may not usually compete in these online tournaments, but because it's Evo, even though this is yeah. this year's version, it's just naturally going to bring know, out it's, not it's, only strong competitors like that that might not usually play, but also probably bad seeds that are are going to do stuff to try to get wins that are 
realistically probably going to slip under the radar because there might be some unsuspecting newer player or more casual player that gets beat and just thinks that their opponent is super godlike when that's not the case. They are probably we, going to be using something. Can we just take a moment and reflect on how down bad the FGC is? Think about like if this was like a thing in any other game. Any other game. If there was a League of Legends streamer that just blatantly used cheats yeah. and did not get banned in Fortnite with Phase, Phase Jarvis, from anything, never got any repercussions, is allowed to enter tournaments and just stays on Twitch, doesn't get banned from the game. Like there is literally a fucking active cheater that streams like every day, yeah. and Namco does not do anything. That is so pathetic. Dude, like it is so ridiculous that that's genuinely something that we have to put up with. And then we got, you know, Michael Murray tweeting from his fucking Muay Thai gym, talking about, oh, uh, let us know if you guys see any cheaters, because we're gonna we're gonna take care of it. We're gonna take care of it. Not a single motherfucker has been banned. I guarantee you, bro. No, he 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 took care of it for a week, and then he completely forgot about Hmm. the rest. You remember when he he. First off, he banned people for not even the right thing. He yeah, banned ever, people ever for downloading first, Lydia. Like Ever since that first shitty little ban wave that they did, which was mostly temporary bans, by the way. And they also well, accidentally banned people that shouldn't have gotten banned. Remember when Fear got banned for a few days for no reason? Yeah. And I, like, I, I, I kind of don't really like want to shit on the game, though, because I'm still going to be playing it. Like I kind of want to talk about like the good things about it, too, though. Like I, I don't like I get it. Like The game sucks. It's but, like, hard not to be critical. Because like, yeah, like, those are the things that drag down the current environment that we are mostly forced to play in, aside from just the netcode not being great and the game itself not having like perfect balance. Obviously, perfect is subjective, but still pretty poorly balanced in some instances. I feel like I, I feel like when like it's cool, like you know, like it's cool to voice our opinions and and speak out on the facts that like yeah, the game isn't the game that we were promised you know like we were promised online like the online was supposed to feel like offline this that and the third Mm -hmm. but like the more the more that we talk down on the game and stuff like that the less the people are gonna want to try it out you know and that's that's gonna affect not only them but it affects us too because the less that the less the people use the the less the people come and join our community the the less the, the less people we're gonna like meet and know and, and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and which, which mean, if Michael Murray is holding you hostage. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, like if we don't get those numbers, like say say only a hundred people signed up for Tekken Seven at Summer Jam, right? And all the other games exceeded that. Tekken doesn't become the main game anymore. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, but and, and, there's there there's there's a thing being negative and just being realistic yeah i'm not i'm not trying to shit no I, in the game. i'm I not i'm not calling you yeah i'm not i'm not saying no, that I know. i'm just saying like i'm just trying to say like you know like there are a lot of issues with the game obviously i still love the game i want people to play the game i'm not trying to you know keep anyone from not playing the game on i hope that i don't you know it's just the game is fucking not it, being handled properly it's not in the it's not in the situ it's not in the in the best situation that it, it could be and it, it's not in the situation where it was before right and and until and people aren't going to be upset until until they fix it and that's understandable but you know we also have to come in conclusions that japan is still in lockdown you know japan 
like I'm pretty sure they're they're going back into quarantining soon. Like the, before before the the Tokyo Olympics, they were talking about the rise in numbers and shit. Mm-hmm. And like the only reason they're still having the Olympics is because the Olympics spent so much money that like, you know, the Olympic Committee is is, is a top dog. So it's ha- it's happening regardless. You know, so it, it it's like that. People can't really develop the game from home. And from from the beginning of quarantine, when when people when they were releasing se- uh, season four, Harada kept talking about that. I'm sorry about the delay of season four because season four uh, is being developed at home. Like we're proud of our employees because they're working from home. Lot of whatever, right? And that's understandable. Uh, we demanded season four. We got it. We we didn't get the game that we the season that we were hoping for, right? But we also have to understand that there's people that people I'd rather have a shitty game than have people dying at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me complain about the game a little bit more and more and more. As long as people aren't dying because they're have they're forced to work in in an environment where they can most likely die. You know? Yeah. I, I that's just that's just my two cents. I, I that's how I see it. Yeah, it's a pretty bad situation. Yeah. On a more positive note, though, uh, in terms of Evo Online. I had noticed that at first my tournament uh, pool was going to be on... I think it was still going to be on that Friday. Um, My pool was going to be at like 6 o'clock. That doesn't really work for me based on how my Fridays usually go. So I uh, requested that they move it to 3 o'clock. And so I'm now in a new pool. And I have not looked at it yet, but... Let me take a look at that right now to see yeah, if I have it. Yeah, let's look at it. I, before I had Run It Black and Reno in my pool. Oh, that's easy so, money for you. No. Let me look at who's in my pool now. I. All right, let's see. Uh, I have no, Shadow, which this is like probably the... It's at least second time in an Evo bracket that I've had Shadow in one of my pools. I have Jay Chantra, and I don't know if I recognize any of these names. I know Gay Z is a uh, Chloe player that I played in Love one of the Chi Tech brackets, I think, but uh, they're on the other side of the bracket. Let me look at this. Let me see what they have projected, because uh, projected brackets always pretty trash, but I want to see how they have. They've got me going to winner semis in my pool and then losing the shadow. Which may or may not happen, we'll see. But uh, I'm going to be glad to play again in an online tournament. Well, not an online tournament, but an A tournament. Since I haven't played offline at this point in over a month. Uh, last time I played offline was at my monthly. That was in like late June. And um, have not seen anything about another one of those monthlies since then. Uh don't really know about anything else going on in well i i knew about one offline tournament that was going on at this one like bar that they use as a venue that i don't know if it was b sun or showmatic that won because those are the two that usually go to that but uh yeah i i've been missing competing even though this is going to be off or online but at least we've got summer jam coming up offline soon but uh We'll yeah, I, 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 for me, I'm, I'm actually very happy with, uh, with the tournaments that I've been uh, going to. Uh, I've been, I've been placing. I, I've only placed out of top four in one tournament so far, which is 
pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, I'm just happy with going out offline and playing and seeing my friends again. Like online, it's it's cool. Like I said, like I'll get on ranked once in a while. Like I'm pretty sure like everybody has seen me on ranked at this point. But um, you know, I'll get on ranked and like I'll play a little bit. It doesn't feel the same. Like it's yeah. it's just not the the same type of vibe or feeling that it is. Uh, like playing offline. I just um, simply want to compete again. Yeah. Even though this is online, it's still up there, the feeling, but I'm just ready for Summer Jam at this point. How do you think you'll do at Summer Jam? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, um... Like, what are you aiming for? Like, what is your goals for Summer Jam? Because since... That's fun. something that we can talk about right now. Like, like that's something, like, since, since it's the first, like, major event that we're going to be having on almost two years... What is what is the goals that you guys have for it? Listen, I'm doing more content-based things at this point. I'm sort of back to where I felt mentally about the game as I was in, like, 2018 or so when I was focusing more on content then as well. So it's not as big of a priority for me to try to go all out and grind super hard for this because even though I will be trying to obviously, like, play to win and improve up until that point, so I can do as best as I can in the bracket. I'm not going to be feeling really strung out if I, like, don't make it out of pools for some reason or don't, like, do very well in the bracket. Like, that's not where my mind is with the game right now. Even though I'll try, obviously, but it's not like I'm, I'm going to be super upset. I'm mostly just ready to see people again, go to a Phillies game. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry I couldn't go to that Phillies game, man. I, I work, but... What time is that Phillies game? That's on a Thursday or Friday? They got one on both. And so I'm going Ooh. to the one on Thursday with people like uh, Subway and JC and a few others. But uh, Is Swag is, is swag going with y'all? Because I, prom- no, I, I don't I, think so. I, I promise you, if, if you guys are going, I might have to call out of work. Probably just Friday. go to the Friday game if y'all want to. Dude, I'm, I'm, dude, but you said JC and y'all are going? Fuck it, dude. I'm calling out of work that day. Uh, wait, for the Thursday? Uh, the Thursday uh for the Friday game. I don't know what if JC's going to go to the Friday game. I was just throwing out Friday game as a suggestion for like if there's people who aren't there yet on Thursday because that's two days before the tournament. Um, what what, uh, what time are you guys going on Thursday though? It's a seven o'clock game. Same thing for Friday. I do it, dude. Easy money, bro. I can, I can, Is I get anything, out of work too. Because I don't know about who all's going to the Thursday game. Uh, we probably just want to plan for that Friday game for like more people going. Or Dude, we'll, we'll figure that out off. I stream. can uh, I what I can do is I can call off on Friday and just because I get out of work on at two o'clock. Yeah. And I'll be like, yo, I I could be like, yo, listen, like I got I got something to go do, with my boy JC. I'm sorry, I can't come in, and like I'll show up, I'll show up like around five o'clock to Philly. Yeah, and, and we can all bounce out there. Yo, JC, I, dude, this is why I'm making the plans, bro. I know what's going down, bro. <laughs> I know what's going down, bro. We can figure things out more uh, off stream, but yeah, in yeah. general, I'm just excited to see people again and like go to a big offline tournament, have that environment again because it's been a long time at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I just miss my friends, bro. Like I miss all my my worldwide friends that like I've made in the past two years, bro. Yeah, think we all like. Do. Like it's crazy to think like yo, like two years ago, Ty and I would hang out at least like once or twice a month, right? And like, I haven't seen him in like three or four. I miss you, buddy. Miss you too, man. Miss you too. 
Like, it's been, like, three or four months since I last saw Ty, bro. And it's, like, damn, bro. Like, everybody, like, either it feels like everybody's separating or it just feels like somebody's not giving enough time to, like, the group, you know? But, you know, it'd be like that. Pandemic things. Mm -hmm. Pandemic life. Moving past that, do we want to talk about move of the week a bit? Because I know that you guys suggested Lee 444. Yes. Yes. Don't move. Fucking stupid ass. One of those moves that you really just like, once it's introduced into like an opponent's game plan, you just really have to like keep that in mind and sort of play around it just because that move is stupid. Eddie, what did you want to say about it though? Lee 444 recovers stupid quick, uh, crushes highs, crushes Horonks down forward one sometimes. Uh, what else? Did I say it's safe on block? I mean, uh, gets a uh, gets an easy ass combo out of it. Kind of fucked up, and uh, stupid. It, it, it's literally stupid. Like it, it, because they can do that into Magic Four if you try to take your turn back, and then it, it's like the same situation just happened from where I just avoided. It's like why does he have all this stupid? Mm-hmm. Um, I was also gonna say, uh, shit. I gotta think about some moves. Like a move that was fucking me up this weekend. Uh Fangs down back four or down back three. Kinda fucked up. Uh That's another super annoying move. Yeah, it's a very annoying move. Unless unless uh, if you have a character if you have a character that can launch it, then it's it's okay. It's understandable. But if you can if you can't launch it, it's, it's very difficult. Um I was gonna also say uh shit. I was I'm playing I'm playing listen I'm playing a lot of Jack bro and, and that uh that that quarter like her half circle back two grab bro that kind of that's kind of fucked up it gives it gives some good okey uh the sit on daddy's lap that move that that's a that's a fucked up that's a fucked up grab yeah um and uh oh course circle back oh my bad my bad uh. I'll say I'll say dra- I'll say a move about Dragonov because Dragonov is kind of fucked up too. Uh, actually, no, no, I lied, I lied. Not Dragonov. Leo's, uh, Leo's death fist is fucked up. Leo's death fist four, being four, minus two? nine. Yeah, that minus was, nine. Like I don't know why the hell they needed to make that change. It's not like anybody was like killing Leo at minus ten, yeah. even if, if people were like fast enough to react and block punish because it's not like it has like really. Uh, what's the word? Lingering, like, uh, block stun recovery, however you'd want to word that. But, like, you still have to be kind of on point to, like, consistently recognize that you just blocked a 4-4-2 and punished it even at that minus 10. But now it doesn't even matter because they basically just gave Leo a demon ball. And it's kind of... It's kind of fucked up, too, because in the beginning, some characters couldn't punish it, period. Like, some with the pushback and everything, some characters couldn't punish it. Mm-hmm. But now... It can set up like if you try to contest and try to take your turn back, that down four two will crush and beat you. So it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, her down four two is fucked up too. Her down four two, everybody says, oh, it's punishable and it doesn't launch. Dude, that shit is fucked up. That shit is fucked up. Her down four two is kind of fucked up. Turns out it's a pretty good character. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what people were saying about this character. Like I, I was, I me, me included. Me included. Like, I, I was talking shit about Leo for a little bit. Like, Leo's kind of fucked up. She's yeah, like, Lee, I mean, going back to Lee FF4, that is genuinely one of the dumbest moves in the game. 
Done bad. And I'm just gonna come out and say it. Lee is not hard. Anyone who says Lee is the hardest character in the game is a is an idiot. And Lee players I'm just gonna come out and say it again. I've never seen a Lee player be good with another character except Sync. Oh, Akash, Akash, Akash has said something. Akash, okay, Akash is good with like four different characters too. Yeah, Akash and Sync, that's all. Yeah, I, I, I had, had put like, out. Your father, that's just like that's just a given. I had put out that tweet asking people on Twitter uh, who has to work harder in yeah. that matchup between Double Jin and Lee, and I was hoping to see some people who are uh, thinking that Lee has to work harder because at this point there's so many people on social media and like just in general you're gonna have different opinions but like there's a lot of people who still have this idea that lee is this really hard like specialist only type of character that you really have to be like perfect and and optimal with everything in order to like make this character work because i feel like it's it's partially because of how negatively the character was looked at in season one as just an incomplete character and then that character became like super buff from season two on and it's like at this point, there are so many good qualities about that character, and so many just like I wouldn't say like free moves to throw out, but like just safe stuff like back four. You can just sit at range three and throw it out, and like you don't really have any risk to that. Four 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 is another problem move. The uh, wall combo into the guaranteed down three, I think it is, that uh, is still really annoying to deal with. Character is really good. Yeah, the character is uh. Character's really good. Back to loop sequence hard character. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's like the back twos aren't even that hard, and you only need yeah. like I really what, two not. two at max in a uh, standard BNB. I'm pretty sure. I'm probably wrong about that, but still. Into that into that new move they gave him season three. The four four one, the lazy tailspin. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, I don't know the notation, but I I know it looks fucking stupid. Like he just fucking like he looks like he's throwing a fucking rose at you or some shit. Yeah, Lee, like, Lee players Lee players are lucky that we have characters like Fock and Leroy in this game because if we didn't, people would complain about Lee hella. Mm-hmm. Lee yeah. is fucking retarded. Hey, don't he let don't 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 let GM hear you, bro, because he'll tell you every single thing that's wrong with you with uh with Lee and tell oh, you man, how to beat it. So Lee, Lee is, is so bad, so bro. Bad, bro. I'm I'm working so hard doing DF one into Magic four, DF one into DF one, DF one into FF four, DF one into yeah. That's how he plays, bro. That's literally he plays out. He he plays out of that down four two. I have to work as I whiff my ninth back four, and you can't do anything about it, dude. This is this is just this is serious gaming, bro. Oh, that's another move that I want to talk about. That's kind of fucked up move of the week. What back four, back four? Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, it's just dumb. This has just become character of the week. Character <laughs> of the week, Lee. Fuck Lee. Fuck yeah, Lee. I uh, I consider just naming the episode something about like complaining about Lee, because like last week we spent a lot of time talking about Anna, and like at this point, it's been enough uh, for us to talk about Lee between when we were talking about her in the voice chat the other day and Eddie, whatever the tweet was that you had posted about four four four, but in general that character is pretty buff I uh I personally think that Lee is a little bit too fucked up and people sleep on him and when people stop sleeping on Lee it's gonna it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt hard they're gonna keep buffing him uh, they're gonna keep uh they're gonna keep buffing him giving him stupid shit just cause it's Tekken 7 yeah do we wanna talk about uh community questions though to get away from uh, 
pretty silly character. Yeah. Get away from the negativity. Yeah. Um, not so much with the first question, because Mr. Flubs asked... First, it's, it's sort of three questions, but who is Eddie's favorite soccer player? Who is Ty's favorite Star Wars character? Yeah. And the Tekken part of the question is, do we enjoy guest characters and want to see them in Tekken 8? So, Eddie, favorite soccer player? I Favorite soccer player. No one's heard of him. I So, I want y'all to go look at one one highlight one highlight video go watch costa rica versus uh the united states it was a uh, world cup qualifier 2014 i think this happened in 2012 2013 it was um costa rica versus the united states in san jose costa rica uh where costa rica won 2-0 there's a player there called uh joel campbell who scored both goals and he became the name of like costa rica he he played for arsenal for like two years think it was he's, he, he was signed for arsenal for like 10 years and they kept loaning him out now he plays in the mexican leagues he was actually playing last night while i was watching uh while i was in uh, nlbc i was listening to the game while i was playing uh yeah that's my favorite character uh that's my favorite player joel campbell search him up he's pretty good pretty Hi, favorite, star wars character. favorite star wars character gotta give it to my boy Django fett the sexiest Star Wars character in history. Look at that armor and tell me that it is not gorgeous. Drop dead gorgeous. Other reason he's awesome? The entire clone army, and he's just a fucking badass. He birthed the fucking second best bounty hunter of all time. And then I gotta give honorable mention to General Grievous, just a fucking badass. Not That's Max it. Rebo? <laughs> Fuck Max Rebo. Come on. a good tune, though. He right. a good tune, I'll tell you that. Guest characters, though? Um, I no, I am not no. fond of guest characters at all. I think that uh, I enjoy playing Negan, even though that character is is pretty messed up and people don't know. Just like because people have not looked at his small Tekken tools enough, but that character is pretty annoying. Um, obviously we know that characters like Akuma and Geese are problem characters. And yeah. I'd even say that Eliza can definitely be a problem character if you don't know that matchup well enough. And also, if somebody is just, like, really good with the character. Like, look at Chanel playing Eliza. Even if the character is not, like, super strong, that character is still annoying as hell to deal with, especially with, like, 2D jabs and stuff like that. Uh, uh, what else? Playing around EX dive kick. Uh, obviously, DP. These things that these guest characters have... Uh, as well as things with the non-2D guest characters. Like, Noctis still has some pretty strong tools. Uh, I don't think that he's, like, anywhere near being the best of the guest characters. But it's not like that character is, like, super weak. Um, like I said, Negan is, I would say, fairly overlooked. And in general, I think that it's cool to have guest characters that bring in a new audience. But I really don't think that they've handled the balance of them very well because like it's not like at this point akuma really still needs to break the game as much as he does in order to bring in new people four years after the game has been out i mean you can take the time to adjust things based on the response of like people who have still stuck around that are like still complaining about these characters they've done yeah, I mean uh, some stuff to try to balance geese, and geese is still like top five, clearly. Geese is fucked up. Geese yeah, is I mean, geese, geese, I said Cooney was the biggest mistake, but it, it's actually geese. The way geese is designed, there's there's no 
possible way that they could make him and any like any less toxic to play against any less unfun to play against any less game breaking he's just designed in such a toxic way it's like they literally wanted him to be complete cancer like it's like they literally wanted him to be that way there is like i i there's nothing that kills my tekken mood more than finding a geese bro it doesn't matter what i'm doing if i'm in ranked you know i'm playing against my friend he picks geese whatever there's nothing that puts me out of a Tekken mood more than seeing geese at the character screen, bro. Like, I'm just like, I just know I'm not going to have a good time for the next, like, four minutes. Like, for like, me, I picked up geese just to see how fucked up it was that he's kind of, like, easy to play. Like, it's literally just poke till you get meter and then just fucking sidestep into a two. Yeah. Literally that. That's literally the character. It's kind of fucked up. I you just have to outpoke your character. In general, they've made a lot of pretty poor balance decisions with the guest characters, and I don't think it's as much of a problem of the aspect of guest characters is an issue, but, like, the fact that Bandai Namco has pretty much seemed to say, like, if these characters are in the game, and there might be, like, contractual stuff that requires this, but, like, if these characters are in the game, they have to have some privilege, and it's, like, that hasn't changed at all, and if that's the way that they would still approach it for, like, a later game, then no matter how cool a guest character seems to be, I wouldn't want them in the game. Because, like, I don't know, it was cool seeing Negan get announced at EVO, and then everybody's like, what the hell are they doing putting Negan from The Walking Dead in Tekken? But at this point, or, like, fighting game characters, characters from other fighting games coming into Tekken, it's like, that's cool for the, like, uh, recognition of another game. But if anything, like, keep that for Smash. Because, like, I I don't care as much if that game gets sort of, like, uh, what's the word? Like, torn apart by these guest characters because it's built to be a guest character game. But don't bring in a bunch of characters into a game like Tekken where there's some pretty like set rules on how everything is supposed to be played and like then have There are oh, no rules in Tekken 7. Well, yeah. I, but like I there are no rules in Tekken crouch 7. Jab, geese, counter hit crouch after have never existed. Akuma is still launching stuff at 10 frames. Uh down 3 into a full combo. I I just don't get why they had to retain so much of this stuff and they refused to there, make yeah. changes <laughs> to things. There, there's no rules in Tekken 7. The only rule is that anytime a, a new character is added, they will have broken movement. Yeah, that's I the only feel rule. This this game this game was uh this game was like a prototype for cross. cross that's what everybody says. But then cross Tekken has been nowhere to be seen. Harada yeah. even like supposedly announced that it was dead, and then said no, we actually didn't say that it was canceled. And it's like at this been, point, we've been uh, seeing Akuma in tournaments for five years now. And it's like, you you can't keep saying that they are testing something for the next game when it's been five years. And it's like, I just, I don't like that approach of, it feels okay, a lot so of time, I'm not saying that you are, but it feels we'll like say, a lot of the time people are trying to use that as sort of a, um, a brushing off the say, problem. I would say that this game is exactly like Street Fighter then. There's a 2D movement, 2D movement, it's literally 2D movement. At the wall, some characters can't step, so you have to force the, the between the 50-50 mix-up or or holding back to block. You know, like either I'm gonna hit you with this mid, or you're gonna duck, right? Yeah. If 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 a care if an if an opponent doesn't know how to move, they're literally stuck at the wall and they can't. They'll they'll die. They'll lose, literally like that, right? 
Um, EPs in the game, dick jabs, launching, uh, a lot of things that Street Fighter, supers in this game, uh, a lot of things that Street Fighter had in the beginning. Yeah, you remember how, uh, Rick's to hit that, that slow-mo super at Combo Breaker against Knee, and I can't remember who it was on Twitter, I think it was Gold, the Paul player, that had shown a clip. That doesn't even work unless that is in the slow-mo situation. Stuff like that yeah, happening. Yeah, slow-mo, slow-mo, slow-mo completely fucks a lot yeah, of interactions. Stuff like that happening, as well as the fact that supers are in the game in general, alongside Rage Arts, it's like, this game, you were right, Ty, this game has a, like, pretty much no rules, other than like, the game some has stuff no that's let's, let's look suggestions, at from, suggestions from the, the system mechanics. Let's let's look at every guest character. Okay, Akuma, broken, completely breaks the game, plays by his own rules, super unfun to play against, hard carry character. Uh, Geese, also broken, completely yet again breaks the game, makes you play his game, which is not at all fun or enjoyable to play. Uh, again, another carry character. Noctis, not game-breaking, but pretty annoying and obnoxious, especially online. Uh, again, has really good movement for some reason. Uh, Negan... Again, not game breaking, but really annoying to play against. Really annoying. Uh, again, has broken movement for no reason. Also, super easy. Uh, I mean, yeah, super easy. Probably the easiest character in the game. Plays the most brain dead poking game plan in the entire game. Has the most brain dead stance in the entire game. Literally just mid or low guess. Like that's not uh, Who are we talking about Negan. right now? Negan. Negan. Yep, I agree. Homing what down are the back there? there. Is that it? The guest characters. Uh, yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, do we want to add? Do we want to add the newer characters again into this? Because again, no, they're, they're not, not they're guess. not really guest characters, but guess. are they're we? Just bad designs. Are, are I mean, we... it's just yet again, it's bad design. Falcon Ram uh, had broken movement, still kind of has a broken backdash. I don't know why. Again, Falcon Ram completely game breaking, makes you play his game, which is again not fun to play at all. It's genuinely just really fucking annoying. Uh, same thing with Leroy. Again, you know, Leroy, I wouldn't say he's quite as game-breaking as the other characters anymore. He's mostly they, just they, insanely badly designed. They nerfed him correctly, but he still has to. He still has his own way to play the game. He doesn't have to play Tekken. And again, just an annoying character to play against. Yeah, not yeah. fun. Uh, and then, you know, they have characters like Cooney. I'm not even going to start with Cooney. It's pointless, but <clears throat> I'm of the opinion at this point that anybody could beat anybody with that character. Anybody. I could, I could, I could pick Cooney. I could main Cooney for a week. I could beat Arslan Ash tomorrow. I bet you think five you finally start beating Bin Chang in online tournaments. Oh yeah, it's gonna be because I picked Cooney, and everyone's gonna be like, "Wow, Ty is improved." Ty leveled up. Fucking, I'm, I'm playing with one hand, jerking off with the other, playing Cooney Mitsu in a Ty fucking online up. tournament. Yeah. Meanwhile, you see like your jab go under things. Yeah. That's also that's also that's also something that's very annoying in this game is that like all right like it happened a lot in tag two as well, but in this game like you could your your mid will get crushed like three or four times in one in one game, you know? Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Fuck. Happens. Well, our next yeah, question. Think... Sorry, Ty. What were you gonna no, say? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty much done. We'll just move on. Okay. <laughs> Speaking <Okay>. of <clears throat> picking up characters, though. Uh, our next question comes from JFrac. We know him as Buff Lars as well. But JFrac asks, "What are your thoughts on the rise of Pocket Fang in North America? If you were to counter Fang, what would be a good strat or character to counter him with?" I've noticed people like Joey. Joey is probably the 
most clear example of somebody who has more recently started playing Fang, like, in more tournaments? Because obviously, for the past, like, few years, we've mainly seen Joey Fury playing characters like Jack, Paul, and Marduk, and, like, sometimes Gigas, but Joey seems to have really started playing a lot more Fang recently. And I know that there's a lot of people that have been playing this character more uh, recently, especially since he's got different buffs like the down back three counter hit, but more importantly, damage buffs. And Ty, I know that you've obviously played Fang a decent amount. Uh, Eddie, I think you had put out a, a tweet oh, the other day about playing him today. for a while. Just picked him up yesterday. Yeah. Tired of losing to Be Rich, goddammit. Yeah, I mean, uh, Be Rich just placed in... Uh, yeah, he won. He won NLBC. NYC he won NLBC. Yeah, he, he won. And obviously he is an actual, like, Fang main. Uh, but yeah, like, this character is clearly pretty strong right now. And Ty, I'd like to hear a bit more about your opinion on him, actually. Uh, I mean, I've always thought Fang was really good. I really, I, I've never really agreed with the sentiment that he fell off. I, I always thought he was a strong character, at least a high mid-tier character. I mean, just, you know, when you look at the way people play Fang today, it's pretty much literally the exact same as people have been playing Fang for 10 years. And I genuinely don't think that the buffs that Fang got were, like, that crazy to where he's, like, just now starting to be good. So kind of He's still placebo. running the same game plan. You know, he's still running the same game plan. He's still, you know, doing... You know, the really the biggest buff he probably got was down forward 4-3. That was genuinely probably the best buff they ever gave him because that buffed the combo game so much. Mm-hmm. That was his biggest weakness. His combos were not... Give me a second, good. guys. You know, his combos do a shit ton. All good. You know, so his combos do a, a metric fuckload of damage. Excuse my language. Um, and, you know, it's like he's still running the same game plan. He's still down twoing, down back three, DF1, back one, up forward two. You know, it's like not much has changed that much about Fang. You know, I think he's always been really good. I think people always underrated him. I think now he's just like really, really good. I think Fang is mm-hmm. a really strong character. And I've been playing Fang a little bit recently because he is a fun character. I like playing Fang. He's cool. You know, I, I, I like Fang. Um, you know, but I would say the rise of the pocket Fang has kind of been mostly because Bin Chang sucks against Fang for some reason. <laughs> And people want to play Feng against Bin Chang. And also, just because Feng is fun and he's cool. And I think he's a good tournament character because he has really, really good, overpowering, sticky offense. And he has really, really good like tools to completely cheat defense and not have to play into guessing games that other characters would have to play into. So Feng can get out of a lot of, you know, can mix-ups, force situations. And then, you know, his offense is really hard to get out of mm-hmm. if they're applying it right. So you have a character that's really, really good on offense and really, really good on defense. You know, it's just one thing about Fang is that, you know, he's a, you know, he's a death of a thousand cuts character. You know, you have to hit him a bunch or you have to get, you know, a good launch into some Oki. Um, and a lot of times, you know, Fang players will win a match from pretty much just pokes. And when yeah. you're playing against characters like Fock, Marduk, you know, other top tiers like Paul, Devil Jin, you know, etc., who are killing you from like one interaction... I can see why people would think Fang would struggle in that regard because, you know, he doesn't really have the same crazy explosiveness that those characters have, but he definitely makes up for it with his neutral. His neutral is just so good. I mean, mm-hmm. down, like I said, down two, down back four. Uh, down four is a ridiculous low. I, I don't even know how that low is okay the way it is. It's a 14-frame low that's zero on block, hits from, like, range two, 
and literally forces you into range zero where when you get hit by it, pretty much no matter where you got hit from, you can get hit from all the way across the screen from down four and you'll immediately just be sucked into range zero. And Fang is probably better than your character at range zero unless you play a super privileged character. So it's just like his lows are super good. His mids are chunky. You know, he really kills you for ducking. He kills you for trying to attack him. He's just a good-ass character. One of, the problems, good-ass character. one of the problems I had always heard people try to tack on to Fang is the fact that his tracking wasn't the best. But also having a move like back four kind of makes that a non-issue. And yeah. track down back three I, is really hard to move around, or one plus especially two. depending on your character. I don't know. I, four I, one plus I two, having a home launcher. I never understood why people said Fang's tracking was bad. Whenever someone says know. a character's tracking is bad, I, I always take it with a grain of salt. There are very few characters in this game that genuinely have bad tracking. Yeah. Like, there are, there are, well, I you can say there are probably like four or five characters that actually probably have bad tracking. Every character has homing moves. Every character, you know, can just move forward and realign. Every character can step with you. If your character has tracking issues, you can alleviate that by playing around it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's still a weakness, of course, but it's like, I struggle to see how a character like Fang has tracking issues because you can sidestep his DF1 and his, like, headbutt to the left, but, like, he'll hit you with down back three. He'll hit you with uh, DF4, I think, even. He'll hit you with, you know, down back three, back four, like... I think while sending one out of uh, uh, like the snake dash may hit sidestep left. I'm not entirely sure. But it's like, I never really thought his tracking was a problem. Uh, unless Fang, you know, the Fang is being super predictable coming in with headbutt every time. You know, free sidewalk left, free launch. But a Fang that's really mixing up his offense and really making you second guess his options, that's, that's hard to move around. Yeah. You know? Sidewalk left, I still think is a really good option, but it's definitely not like a beat all cover all option. Right. I think I think Fang is fucked up. Yeah. I just think Fang. I think Fang is a uh, Fang's lows are really good. Fang's oh, I didn't mids. Even sidestep four. <laughs> that his, <one> is, <laughs> his his mids are really good too. Like some of his mids are like safe as fuck for no fucking reason. Um. Shit. I I don't Fang's know. Pretty I, strong. Well, like. Ready. Like when I, I the only person the only thing that I played honestly is is uh, Beerich, and like when I play Beerich, I try to like take the momentum first because he's a very offensive heavy character uh, player, so I try to take the momentum first and then just try to just try to play defensively. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, like Fang is just especially against Horong, like Horong versus Fang, it's like again down back you you have to like. Bet it all on on down back on down back three and blocking down back three so you can get a knockdown with Oki. You know, like when when you playing a character that has that can launch it or that like has like privilege, like Ty said, it's very it's very difficult for Fang to win. Uh, that's that's how I see it. Fang is very good though. I don't. Know, I like, wouldn't even say it's that difficult for him to win. I mean, I think Fang can even do fine against someone like. Like the top tiers, like Fock, you know, or Marduk, because they can't really move around. Fang yeah, I was, I was gonna ask well, you. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna ask you what's your opinion on Marduk versus Fang. Marduk versus Fang is like, I think it's a bit back and forth, because like I said, you know, Fang not a super explosive character, whereas Marduk is like the explosive character in this game oh, right now. Do you, you know? think that? Do you think it's mostly momentum based with Fang? Then, if you if you don't gain momentum in 
at the at yeah. the right time. You're kind of like because they're they're both momentum based characters, and that you know, whereas Marduk can kill Fang a lot quicker, um, Marduk also can't really move around Fang's offense very well because his sidestep left is very very poor. So you know he can't really get around the headbutt as well. He can't really move around the lows like down two like other characters can. So Marduk kind of has to block a lot, right? But it, when Marduk gets his opening. You know, if you get the right opening, it's going to lead to a lot of damage, and Fang might have some trouble making that up. So I think the matchup is a bit back and forth, because you know Fang can really smother Marduk and kill him, but as soon as Marduk gets out of that pressure and you know gets a good hit on Fang, you know it, it can really turn the tide instantly. Um, but yeah, like I mean, you see it, you know, Joey picking Fang against Fakumram, you know, Binchang Fakumram, and just lowing the hell out of him, dude, because you know his lows are so good, his lows are so so good and the thing with fang is even though his mids might not seem super crazy threatening on paper you have to understand that things like fang's down forward one fang is putting you in a really good situation for himself when you block that because you know you're range zero and you're zero on block just like down four so you have to guess because you know if you try to contest back one will be literally anything that's not a high crush um and you get counter hit. Maybe you trade, but still, you get counter hit. If you try to do a slower move um, or a high crush, you know, Fang can up forward two, or he can do another down forward one, or he can do a down back three, go under your jab, or he can do a punch parry. Like, he has so many options when he's in your face that you have to constantly be aware of. And if Fang, you know, is making the right reads, he can kill you really fast. And it can seem like you just got completely overwhelmed because that's what Fang kind of does. He sticks to you. His offense is sticky. Once he once he gets on, and his, his pressure is getting started, it's hard to get him off you, you know. Yeah. And especially I, with his dumb evasion. <laughs> I, I also realized like that punch parry is also fucked up too. Like uh, Fang's yeah. punch parry because mm-hmm. he gets a whole combo. Yeah, he gets a whole combo out of it. And it's only what minus twelve. Yeah, and if you get hit, he gets a guaranteed back one plus two. So it's like yeah. oh, like okay, like either way, like I'm taking I'm losing a shit ton of damage, and it's only minus twelve, which is kind of od. Like. If it was minus 13, I'd, it'd be understandable, you know, because some, some characters could punish it, like, medium punish. But minus 12, like, what can most of the cast do? Like, I think Leroy can, like, 2-2 two, two it, mm-hmm. like, which is good, but... Paul back 1-2. Most... Akuma yeah, will yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing too threatening that's really going to make you, like, oh, I can't throw this out, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, I mean, it, I think it's a similar thing to, like... Um, just, just the way Fang works, I think he's a bit similar to Lee in that regard, to where on paper, the character's offense might not seem super scary, but it's just amplified by the fact that you're literally not allowed to contest him half the time when he attacks yeah. you because he has so many buttons that are going to beat all of your buttons. Like if you things. block a Lee down forward one, you can't contest because he can magic four, he can FF four, you know, he can move, he can jab, he can do another DF one, he can do a DF two, he can, he can do so many things that are going to beat options from you. So even though, you know, he's the one, you know, doing the DF1, he's technically minus one. It obviously doesn't matter. He still is pretty much forcing you to either make a decision or turtle up. So that's what makes Lee strong because, you know, his lows might not seem super great on paper, but just that fact that you really have to be scary or you have to be scared, sorry, to contest him. You know, it's the same thing with Fang. You have to be scared to contest him because the down back three, back one, up or two, et cetera. You know, so it makes him a lot more threatening because he can be a lot more offensive as long as you're showing that you're not you know just letting them mash on you for free so that's what both of those characters do you know they they don't let you hit them yeah. and they they hit you a lot that's kind of 
it's kind of just how it goes. There's a lot of things that you're forced to play around with both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy too because like the way that you you brought it up is like yeah yo like I think that's that's one of the reasons why I hate Fang as well. It's like he plays exactly like Lee except it's like different tools but the same type of situations all around. Like for example, yeah, he's three. like he's like Lee with way better offense and not not good you know not as good keep out you know yeah all yeah right, well. Our final community question for this week comes from Roman Jelly. Um, shout outs to him again. He uh, asked, "Who is the strongest character in Tekken Seven that also appeared in Tekken One?" And this kind of feels like trivia because I feel like we kind of know the answer. I don't see. Um, I don't see a way that the answer wait, what, this what would be. The, huh? What are the characters first? Hold on, let me see. It's. I mean, like Nina, Paul, Jack, Kazuya, Heihachi. Yeah, Kuma. I was gonna Definitely say. Not Kuma. <laughs> I don't feel like there's any way that you answer this, and the answer doesn't end up being Paul. Because like of the classic Tekken characters that are, are currently strong, yeah, well, yeah. Paul or Kazuya were my two frontrunners for that. That's, yeah, the, that's really all I could say though. Is Paul of the current yeah. cast in Tekken Seven, who are also like classic Tekken characters, I think at this point, aside from like Bears, there's pretty much nobody who is like you know, has been a legacy character that isn't like just really well rounded and like complete um yeah you see heihachi just getting buffs in the the 4.20 patch and he's a menace uh paul and kazuya are also both like clearly extremely strong nina i keep on trying to preach how strong and well rounded this character is yeah nina is really really good uh, how about nina's julia really but julia oh, would be michelle uh yeah, yeah I, I can't remember if it was it was, it was Michelle, Julia. wasn't it? It was Michelle, it was yeah. Michelle, but yeah. I mean, it, like, still, I mean, we can. I still think it would be Paul, though, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. King as well. Like, I, I think it would be a difference between King and Kazuya. I think those are like the main. Oh uh, no, 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 not King and Kazuya. Uh, Paul and Kazuya. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I think those are the two. Uh, I'm just saying at this point, like all those classic characters from like the Tekken One and even like Tekken Two era. We were just talking about Lee. Like all those characters are like clearly strong at this yeah. point. Like it's it's not like anybody really got left behind other than like bears that I understand are more of a uh what's the word? Novelty type of character. They're not going to buff bears to the same point that they would be at like the level of somebody like Kazuya and Paul, just because that's not characters that like they want to represent the series with. Cause like I'm pretty sure the entire reasoning like that was publicly stated about mission was getting buffed was they weren't seeing them enough in tournament and that's like yeah. what gets people to look at the game and to sell copies of the game is seeing people play the game and then think wow this is really hype look at these characters that i remember playing on like uh, tekken one on the ps1 let me get this new game and like you don't want to go into a game and then be like wow this character is actually pretty trash same yeah. thing with guilty gear strive they purposely made Soul strong in that game because they were like, we. I'm pretty sure the reasoning was that uh, it was going to be Soul's last game in the series. Like, if they do more Guilty Gear games, then they don't want to focus on Soul as the protagonist. I'm pretty sure was the the story of it. But like, so they wanted to make the character strong. Clearly, they they sort of overtuned that character at this point. But you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same thing that they did to Kazumi. It's the same thing that they did to Kazumi. It was a new character, a new Mishima that was bringing up all the hype and that she was ridiculously strong for no reason. She was very strong in the fact that she could play Tekken. Yeah, but that's that's, that's its own thing. 
because that's not a classic character necessarily. But yeah, yep. in, in general, excuse me, the like it's got to be the two only like responses to this question could be like Paul and Kazuya. Oh. Those yeah, characters are insane. If we were playing uh, now, if we were playing uh, tag two, then it would have been uh, Heihachi's in tag two is, uh, is a secret character, right? Like I said, what? Uh, Heihachi's in, ta- in uh, Tekken in Tekken One as a secret character. Right? Oh That's yeah, two, my fault. Yeah, yeah. So I, in, te- in uh, if it, if this was Tag Two, like if we were talking about this, like in Tag Two wise, like we're not talking about Tekken Seven, it would have definitely been Heihachi and and, and Kazuya because they were they were yeah. so strong. Mishima's in general were so strong in the older games. It's quite a different game though. Yeah. But yeah. That's pretty much it in terms of community questions. Um, Thank you for everybody who submitted a question. I'm always glad that people find interest in asking us for our opinions on things. Uh, I hope that everyone who asked was able to get, you know, what's the word that I'm looking for? Insightful responses to... Satisfying reply. Yeah, to the things they were asking about. And please, next time we have a episode, an episode, excuse me, uh, don't hesitate to ask more questions because I know that that's really what we feed off of for some of our content as well as just the topics that we have in place to discuss. I'm just also glad that we can have this better communication so we can like talk to people and we can include the people who are outside of this podcast as a key part of the show so we can have more discussion as a community, hence the community questions. But yeah. I think we could wrap up here with some shout outs if anybody has shout outs for this week. Eddie, do you want to go? Uh Yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, so first off, shout out to uh shout out to my friends, my real life friends. Uh they were actually watching me play uh they're actually watching me play the during the NYC Tekken thing. Like I was supposed to go to like their hangout, but I ended up going to NLBC instead. They were all watching on like the big ass screen and shit. <laughs> shout out to them for that. Uh, shout out to Alex, uh, MTS Mab. Uh, shout out to the Long Island players. Uh, shout out to GM. Shout out to the Ace Court Render Bot. And uh, <laughs> what? Uh, shout out to GM for deleting his tweets. Yo, yo, one more, one more. Yeah, shout out to uh, to NASA Eight for for bringing me into the family. I'm I'm, I'm officially a sponsor. Oh, yeah, I was wondering about that. I'm, I'm, I think, I'm, I think I'm sponsored by them. I think, I, hey, listen, uh, they didn't say anything. I asked them if I could, uh, rep the, the NASA 8 name because, uh, damn, bro, you kind of, kind of disappeared on, what the heck? Go. Shout out, shout out to the beach, shout out to Atlantic City, y'all. I'm out here. Bro, I'm he is. for the elevator. He is something else, bro. But yeah, like, I asked them and, and they, they kind of let me rock the brand, the name. They, they, they're like family to me. I, I love them. So awesome. I appreciate them. Ooh, empty also, elevator all for me? Also, shout out to Raccoon for being a bitch. <laughs> I said it. All right. Um, For me, for shout outs, uh, shout out to Tony. He knows why. Uh, we've got some stuff cooking that I'm I'm not able to really talk they're about yet. But... sex song in this elevator, bro. Y'all, y'all be seeing stuff soon, hopefully. And, um, Shoutouts to my friend Rose, who she is going to be uh, competing in this Guilty Gear bracket that I had seen recently. That was sort of an invitational event, I'm pretty sure, but I'm sure she'll do great. Um, don't really know if I have anything else to uh, shout out about. 
Shout outs to the, uh, the UK people doing their tier list earlier. I saw Sync was on that stream. I don't know the final results of, of that Thank tier you. list, but I want to see that. Because I, I know that they do that stuff a lot more in Europe with um, like rating players. It's kind of like how, how Smash players always have the like power rankings. European Tekken also seems to have that stuff a lot more than like you know, I, I don't see people sitting around and trying to rank American players. And I even do. though that stuff's sort of superficial, I still find it interesting. So, yeah, shout-outs to them. Shout-outs to Sync being A-tier. Ty, what are your shout-outs? Uh, shout-out to my boy Sheesh. Repping it all the way down under. And uh, that's it. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I am glad that we were able to do another successful episode. I'll be trying to get this on YouTube and Spotify by probably tomorrow. I'm talking to one of my friends about hopefully getting some commissioned art for a uh, better thumbnail so we're not just rocking the one that I've got like cropped to the corner of the stream here as our, uh, our Spotify thumbnail. But yeah, uh, look out for that on my Twitter. I'll be posting up whenever stuff is published on different platforms. But as for now, thank you all for joining us. Glad we could finally do webcams this time. Y'all got anything Web else to say? Are we good? Uh, all right. Uh, one more thing. Oh shit. Uh, I'll say one more thing. Uh. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Alex told me not to do this, but I'm gonna do it anyways. I just have to pull it out my phone. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, not you. Not you. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Black Alex. Hold on. Uh, let me just find Discord real quick. Uh. Okay, uh, hold on, wait, I gotta find it, sorry. I feel like this episode, I've been sort of all over the place with, with how I talk and everything, my bad. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so Long Island is, uh, Long Island is having, uh, uh, I think it's a $2,000 tournament or something like that, uh, yeah. coming up soon. Uh, I don't know who's, uh, who's announcing it just yet, but it's gonna be in Long Island, so if you're in the, in the tri-state area, you wanna make some money come out and uh support it's about an hour it's an hour it's about an hour train ride on the on the long island railroad from new york city uh so yeah if y'all want to win some money come out you guys have me be rich stride uh buck there's a lot of players out here that would love to like play with you guys and everything it would be highly appreciated awesome so, yeah all right well uh that's the episode everybody take all it right. easy we'll see you again in two weeks yep i'll Later. see you guys